What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Lost Boys Podcast, episode 18. Today's podcast was a golden one. Today we talked about hating life and impulsive pleasure. We love you guys and we hope you enjoy. Oakley. And we're live. What's going on, buddy? How do you deal with a breakup? Oh, this is... <laughs> I love the kickstart. How do you deal with it? Honestly... I'm not going to say because I've just been the one breaking up, but most of the time, You've I know. You've just been the one breaking up. Yeah, I kind of just left. Like, I, I was on, I, know I ended feeling, it. Though. Yeah. And, and I was just like, I was done with it. I think you and I both have that ability to just be savage. Just. I think just cut the switch. You know when it's done. Yep. You know you need to move forward. Yeah. And you know when you don't want to waste time you anymore. Don't so I think waste it's time. that quick. Yeah. On the recite, like, I've heard quite a bit of people obviously going through breakups. It happens to everyone. Um, obviously that's going to be super hard. Like I couldn't imagine doing that now with, you know what I mean? And what that would be like and the emotions I'd feel going through that, it would be really affecting. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is, is not having the other person on a pedestal in a sense. Uh, yes. Sorry, bro. Sorry. Do you, yeah, say, yeah. Do you say pedestal? Pedestal, bro. I think it's a pedestal. Is it a pedestal? <laughs> pedestal? A pedestal? Pedestal. Bro. Dude, I've been saying that's that for 20 years of my I life now. Know. Pedestal. Why do my teachers never call me out on that, bro? I, I would know. use that analogy all the time, bro. Is it I pedal or pedal? It, I think it's pedestal, bro. Like, we need to have, a. do we need to have someone like Joe Rogan has it? Like, search that out right now. <laughs> Jamie? Anyways, what, <laughs> whatever that is, I think it's hard, but you're not wanting them, you know, looking up at them most of the time. You want to see them eye to eye. That you're more focused on moving forward. So say if something was to happen, it's not going to put you way back. It's not going to set you that far back. Yes, you're going to have to work through those emotions. Easier said than done, obviously. Mm. Uh, but it's not going to be that dramatic. That's going to lead to, like, say, depression, anxieties, all those kind of things that lead you down a dark hole. And I think that's a fine line even as you're going through your relationship is building that basis so you're not putting yourself in that position at any time. Do you ever wonder why you see people going through breakups and they have radical self-transformations. They improve almost every aspect of themselves, financially start a business, they start hitting the gym, they start getting haircuts, you know, they start doing, they start looking better. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people do that right after a breakup. Why do you think that is? It's mm. a great question. Honestly, my opinion on it, because I don't know the answer like fully, I think it's more or less they just want to be better, and I think they channel it into something else. Like, I find once you are out of that relationship, I think you have to channel all that energy that you are putting into it. So a lot of people sure. can channel it into, I'm going to make myself better, I'm going to be better, because I don't need them anymore. Yeah. And they have that mentality. So I'm like, I'm going to look better, I'm going to be jacked, I'm going to make them miss me, and all this kind of stuff, and I'm going to move forward without them. Yeah. So I don't know, there's a, there's a fine line, I think, between leaving it with you know a positive mindset or a negative mindset and why you're working out and it's the same thing like we talked about last e yeah. last week why are we working out why are you doing the things you're doing i think yeah. they all lead down a hole but what hole are you going down yes you know what i mean what are your thoughts on it in my opinion it's like everything else in the world it goes through entropy you mm. know you leave a car in the middle of the forest and yeah. it will start to break down after <laughs> two three four years it'll rust over all of a sudden you won't be able to drive that thing eventually right and in the same way a relationship does not just coast. Mm. It's either going up or down. Things are either moving forwards or backwards. You Love don't that. stay neutral. So good. And so I, th I find a lot of times what happens is people start to uh, regress to those bad habits that they had because they're no longer trying to impress the person. They're comfortable, mm. right? I think there should always be at least 1% of you that's a little bit uncomfortable in regards <laughs> to your relationship because there has to be something pushing you forward. 
There like has it. to be some tension. I think, uh, so, so somebody the other day mm. said to me, I'm going to give you a list of things and you're going to say overvalued or undervalued. So I'm going to mm. do the same thing for you right now, okay? Mm. So this is the first one they said to me. And you can't say neutral. You have to say overrated or underrated. Okay. Okay? Overrated or underrated. Let's do it. School. Overrated. <laughs> okay. And, and then you got to give a valid reason why. I think it's overrated uh, primarily because it's half of the things that they teach you don't even use in real life. Yes. And you can listen to so many podcasts that actually break this down. They don't teach you about money. They don't teach you about tax. They don't teach you about debt and how you can properly use those things. They're yeah. teaching you about something that's going to keep you in that you know status in a sense where it's keeping you working with that clock, keeping everything else moving. And they're not teaching you these abilities that you need to really succeed in the world and to break out of that. Yeah. So that's why I think it's just overrated. Absolutely. I'm not saying bro. it's not good, but yeah, it's overrated. I remember I sitting like in home ec and they're teaching me how to you know, balance, uh, <laughs> teach me how to balance a budget. Like if you're going to buy this laundry soap and this kind of, I'm like, dude, I'm not going to be buying laundry soap for myself for the next friggin' six years. And I'm not going to remember this class <laughs> when I move out of my parents' house. So yeah. what am I doing right now? Mm. You know what I'm saying? I like but that. I am going to be paying health insurance in a year. I am going to be paying taxes. Time. You know what I'm saying? Big so like time. teach me how to do that stuff. And even with, yeah, even with college and that, like I don't hate it on or anything like that, but the teachers are teaching stuff, but they're not even practicing it themselves. Mm, mm. Uh, I'm going to go teach you sales, bro. You're not selling. It's the same thing. It's don't you're learning it. from people that have already been there. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I remember, I remember sitting in my grade six science class and I said, and, and we were learning some, something, but we had to do all these questions. Yeah. That the, the, the questions, it was not self-evident to me what the purpose of the questions was. It seemed like just mm -hmm. menial work that they were making me do. Yeah. And so I put in my hand, I said, what am I learning? I didn't say it in a sarcastic and in a sassy way. You're but I said, curious. so what was the purpose of this, this assignment, right? What, <laughs> what am I supposed to learn from this assignment? Mm. And you know what she turned to me and said? What? Discipline. Interesting. And I was like, I'd rather get a job. <laughs> because this is just slavery <laughs> big time well have you read it rich dad poor dad he no. talks a lot about this but i've heard it's good robert kawasaki yeah, yeah so good bro he teaches you actually about this and he talks about school and he says what was he doing he's going through like pre-calculus something like that in uh, university and he asked his teacher the same question he said what am i gonna use this for she said nothing he's like why do you teach it then he's like because i have to the yeah. government says we have to. Yep. You know, so there's a lot more that you can get outside of school. I'm not saying school is good. You may need that the paper. But at the end of the day, I think it's overrated. Okay, second one, university. Yeah. Overrated. Yeah. Why is because there's a, Robert Kawasaki talks about this. Every 18 months, anything you learned is actually irrelevant because it's going out of um, what it, whatever he used. Uh, it's kind of old news in a sense. Sure. Every 18 months, it's updating. So he said he had a friend actually that said, oh, I went to Harvard. He's like, you're 50 years old. Everything you learn there is actually out of date. Yes, it gives you the foundation, but if you're not using it, you're losing it. It's that same mentality. So yeah. yes, people need, we need doctors. We need everyone. We need, you know, lawyers. We need all that kind of stuff where you go to school for. Right. So pour your hats off to you. I'm not hating on it, but yeah. my opinion on it is it's looked at as a status thing. Like I went to university. On all this, well, 85% of the people, 80 to 85% of people that actually go to university don't actually go into the career that they studied for. Yeah. They go and be something else. Yeah. So that's the thing where it's just like, it's kind of overrated. What can they do to be make this kind of better for people? Sure, sure. Like a significant portion of my dad's education in music production yeah. was knowing how to learn music production software, specifically, I think it was called Cubase back in the day. Mm. But then, of course, 
computers get be- better exactly. and changes. new programs come out. And so now he's using Logic Pro X. So you basically had to sit there and watch, you know, 28 YouTube videos about how mm. to use Logic Pro X. And then he got it. Well, that, that was like six months in school. You would have learned, you would have had to take just to learn how to do that. Big time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now he just did that by watching YouTube for seven hours. <laughs> That's like a whole <laughs> university course. You know what I mean? And I found that Definitely. so much, bro. Honestly, like, like the two things that I love, right? Mm. Um, three things that I love. I love, I love s- music mm. and music theory. Yeah. How to sing better. Yeah. I love theology. Yes, you do. And I love psychology. Mm. And all three of these things, I've learned most of what I know. And when I say most, I mean mm, 80% of what I know from the internet. Yeah, see. Because it's, I, just, I just literally soak in information every single day. I listen to vocal coaches and music theorists. I listen to psychologists and I listen to theologians every single day for like at least five or six hours. And I'm just soaking in it, soaking in it, soaking in it. And, and I feel like sometimes I'll talk to guys who are fresh out of Bible college who have been there for four years. Mm. And I'm like, bro, I'm, I, um, this is going to sound very, okay, I, I, I got to watch how I say this because yeah. I don't want to underestimate other people's capacity, right? But there are times when I'll, I'll start to have a discussion on soteriology, how we're saved, or ecclesiology, how we form the church, mm. or pneumatology eschatology and there are guys who have studied this for four years in Mm. bible college and they and they haven't yet developed and that is not everyone but i'm surprised at how many people can make it through those four years yeah and not develop the capacity to speak articulately about these subjects i'm like interesting oh man what a waste of four years (laughs) i was like that's brutal man because i know that i like they're like so Carter says, you know, should I go to music school? Mm. I'm like, no, mm. do not. Mm. You know, other guys say, should I go to Bible college? Bible college, it's it's a bit of a different one, man, because you have to. There's a sense in which not only do you have to affirm your own competence, yeah, but other people have to be sure of your competence. Mm. You know, if you I'm going to show up at a church things. and say, hey, I can teach competently about the Bible, what's your proof? You know what I'm saying? Like, I can show them every sermon that I've ever preached on Mm -hmm. YouTube or whatever, but that's, you know, but that it still only tells half the story, you know? Um, So the masters will help me a lot in regards to proving to other people my competence. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, well said. I think why that is, too, that switch where you can learn it all online, yes, that's amazing. But I think why people actually retain more, and I think why you retain more is because it's a total different setting, too. I think people li- learn in plenty of different ways, but when you're going to school, you are going for that end degree. You yeah. know what I mean? If, say, you're going into business school and all this kind of stuff, and you don't want to take English, but you have to to pass. And it's that same thing. So yeah. you're just pretty much passing the course to pass the course to get the end thing. Yes. So with that said, is just it raises so many flags for me because I'm like, I'm doing all this work. I'm putting all this money back into this. Yeah. But in four years' time, all this is actually going to be changed when you get out into the real world in a sense. Yep. Markets are changing. Everything is changing. And yep. it's the same thing in business. To anyone going into school, like Elon Musk even said this. He's like, yeah, I don't only hire university graduates because, again, these guys study a very specific set of things for yeah. about four years. But it does not mean that they have – like, so, so, so I love the way Elon put this. He said, he said, you know, for four years, people basic, basically learned to memorize 
He's like, well, yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> that's not helpful. It's not helpful to learn how to memorize. It's, it's really, <laughs> really helpful to learn how to think critically about other people's ideas. Mm-hmm. That's what you should be doing in university. But, but so he said, he said, instead of just giving my kids a list of things to memorize, one day mm-hmm. when I want to teach them about cars, I'm going to, instead of drawing on, on, on a whiteboard, you know, this type of screwdriver is used for this kind of, like, instead of that crap, or instead of writing it down on a piece of paper, he's going to bring them to a car, right? And he's going to grab a screwdriver, and he's going to say, this one's called a blinking whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And and then he's going to go, and he's going to screw in something, and he's going to say, this is a five millimeter or whatever. Like, Mm. And so I was like, oh, that's so good, because every single day, our minds are forgetting almost everything. And there's, there's entire sections of our brain that are dedicated to just forgetting, just weeding out all unnecessary information. Mm. Focus yes. is the most valuable resource you have. And so your brain is highly adapted to focusing on the right things. And by mm. contrast, not focusing on the wrong things, which is why when I was in school, I had to know why on earth am I learning this because otherwise, I literally won't remember it. I don't remember any, like, I remembered so many, like, dates and names for social studies. I don't remember any of that crap anymore. Yes. Because none of it is relevant. Our mm. brain only remembers things that are evidently relevant. Yeah. It's like you're saying, you're, you're hitting a deeper point even there. If you don't use it, you lose it. And it's the same yes. mentality. So if you don't love to learn, if you don't actually become a student of the craft, then what are you? You, you exactly. need to just punch in, punch out. And that's exactly. okay. And I don't hate on people like that. I have more respect for people that are like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to school. I'm getting this and I'm riding this out mm-hmm. and I'm going to be happy. I love it. And I'm passionate about it. Hats off to you. I have more respect. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're just doing it to do it because everyone else is do it, mm-hmm. check yourself in the mirror, be honest with yourself and mm-hmm. actually, you know, look at your future. What do you actually want to do? There's so much opportunity out there in this world. Yeah. Opportunities left, right and center. You just have to be looking. Yeah. And too many people have their blinders on. Right. Here's another one. Uh, underrated or overrated long-term relationships? Underrated. That's what I said too. Okay, underrated. so so what's your reasoning? Yeah, long-term relationship. I, for me and, and my relationship, there's so much more value brought to me daily through that because it's it's more than just a relationship to me. It's like that's my best friend. She understands me. She understands me in my good times and my bad times, when I'm happy, when I'm low, whatever that is, and she knows how to work with me. But with that, it's an it's an investment, like you said. And like I see as well, you're investing into something long term. That person, like it says, behind any successful man is a successful woman. Yeah. And it's very true. Because as you're going through this journey of life, if you don't have someone backing you along that journey, ten years from now it's gonna be hard. If you haven't broke through that level, you want to break through yet. But having a significant other there pushing you that much further, there's so many aspects of a relationship that is broken down into who you are, your character, how you act, how you treat others, how you serve others. And I think it teaches you more and more about yourself daily that long term, it's really undervalued. Why do I say that? Look at a lot of marriages, man. 20, 25 years of marriage and they look like so unhappy (laughs) they're going through the motions man and that's something i'm i focus so much on because i'm like how do i change that well it starts daily you know and i think that's just a big perspective that's changed me in some's relationship is just we've looked long term and we've seen where we want to go and what we're going to do yep and it's having that similar mindset so i think it's undervalued absolutely brother And, and i think i think not enough 
young men nowadays are mm. thinking in regards to dating, they're not thinking about finding a woman that will help them on their mission. Big time, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, they're thinking about hookups, they're thinking about short-term mm. dating, they're not thinking about the mission of my life and how she's going to help me accomplish that. Which I think actually is precisely what you should be doing in dating. You should be we- you should be thinking extremely long term, big time, and extremely on that long term. Well. And on that as well, it's with the both of you. It's that similar interest in a sense. It's what are you going to do to help her as well? And, mm-hmm. and that's where it's undervalued as well. You're, you're building, you're learning, you're growing, you're doing all this stuff daily, choosing to suffer. You're not just doing that for you anymore. You're doing that for obviously your kids in the future, but your wife, and you're setting these things in stone. I'm I'm getting this business to a level that it can self run itself, and yes, that's going to take me years, and it's going to take a lot of hate from other people. Brilliant, sign mm-hmm. me up because it's worth more to me. But what that is is now I'm putting myself in a financial position to take care of whatever she wants to do as well, and that's something is just support and love on her, right? Because you can take care of, as you know. The mentality behind it, the love, the connection, all this other stuff. But financially is a big thing that I want to be able to support. If you want to open up your own company, if you want to do this, let me help you start it. Yeah. And you just take off with it. So it's support on both ends. It's that yin and yang. You know what I mean? How important do you think financial independence, well, let's say financial stability, is in the context of a relationship? I think it's huge. What was that study you were saying the other day? Like majority of... Divorces because of financial, you know, ruin in a sense. Like people don't have enough financials, so most of the stress and the fights are actually how are we going to pay these bills? What's all this? It's added stress that's not needed. If you take any financials out of any relationship, most of the time I could probably see 20% growth (laughs) in the first day just because they're not worrying about how I'm going to pay that next bill. They're -hmm. actually focusing on themselves and, and each other and growing with one another. That's why I said since day one with some, no matter how much money I got now and no matter how much money I got then, we're not going to limit ourselves to, oh, I can't afford that mentality. I've never said that. We say, oh, that's too expensive. We can't go there. No, it's all in moderation. I don't have that mindset of, oh, I can't afford this, so I'm not going to do it. It's like, no, what do I have to do now so that I can afford that? Yeah. You know, it's switching your mindset with it. So you're always taking responsibility. Definitely, bro. It's my life. Right. It's your life. It's everyone listening is life. And every single person wants to point the finger at everyone else, no matter what. In a relationship, too. Why were you broke up? Own why you broke up. If it was your fault, then own it. You sucked. You got to level up. Own Mm. it right now in your life. Like people just have to own themselves. Look yourself in the mirror. Anyone listening and like we do look at yourself. And if you you suck and you feel down and you feel like you're having a hard time, you have people you can reach out to. But you know what to do to make yourself feel better. Work out, run, read, write, hang out with people. You need connection. So I don't know, bro. It's kind of that same mentality. Uh, sick of hearing people complain. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. And what are your thoughts on that? Hearing others complain and vent to you about their life and their circumstances more than they actually, in a sense, bring value to your life. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I suppose there's a sense in which people don't bring value to your life when they complain to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but but you can, you have an opportunity to bring value to theirs. Mm. And, you know, um, I studied counseling and I've done a lot of counseling and I still counsel guys and, you know, guys with pornography addictions, guys going through depressions, guys, you know, going through breakups and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's not, it doesn't add value. Uh, okay, scratch that. It adds value to me. Here's why. Mm. People are fascinating. 
and the problems that people go through are unique and nuanced and difficult to understand and life is life is suffering bro like people go through really 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 complicated hard times and we have no idea what's going on under the surface and when people share that with you all of a sudden you're given insight into suffering and how they deal with it that can be tremendously useful Mm. I find people fascinating. That's the reason why I got into psychology and counseling in the first place and why I, one of my primary motivators in wanting to become a pastor is because I'm primarily interested in changing myself mm. to become what the ideal. I love that. And also, now, how, how do I do that for you? I found that the ideal situation is to know exactly what the point of your life is and then pursue that with everything you've got. Hmm. And now I want to do that for others. In the last podcast, I was saying, you know, I feel like a map maker because yeah, I was lost I for so idea. many years, lost emotionally, lost spiritually, lost psychologically. And now I'm found hmm. because now I know exactly what my God-given direction is and every single aspect of my life, the way that I think, the way that I talk, <laughs> the way that I act, the way that I counsel people, the way that I listen is all oriented properly in the right direction <laughs> i'm so thankful for that bro and so in my mm. estimation that's that's the value that mm. they bring to me is that they show me how to go through look you know you got guys going through depression mm. but the nuances of their depression are different from yours for example you know you, you've got guys who've got just a chemical imbalance in their brain right yeah you got other guys that like true. like and, and and i wanted to ask you about this right if somebody mm. feels like a loser, yeah, they're anxious, they're depressed, they have no schedule, right? Mm. What would be those first three steps that you would give them to fundamentally start mm. to head in a direction, I in a direction, part. right? Yeah. Even if they don't know what that is yet. I don't know if I want to become a music teacher. I don't know if I want to become a, <laughs> a finance advisor, whatever, but in a direction. And mm. I would say, number one, and this has been huge for me, bro, has been reg creating a routine. Peterson said, you can't be psychologically healthy without a routine. Yeah. And I think, bro, that is so true. And I remember when I first graduated high school, I was like, yo, freedom, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, this is going to be so good, right? Mm. I'm going to be able to do whatever I want. And then I did whatever I wanted it sucked. I was depressed within the first month because I was like, dude, I, 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 I don't have a direction here. Mm. This sucks. Mm. I need a job. Yeah. I need to go and do something, right? <laughs> first of all, I feel guilty that I'm not working. Second of all, there's no sense. Yeah, I love that. I think the first one would be you have to change your perspective. So why did you come to me in the first place? You know, they have to answer that first question, why? And if they can't answer that and they don't actually want to, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people say, oh, I want change. And fast forward five years, their life looks exactly like they do now. So you never actually wanted it. Mm -hmm. So why do you first want to change? Change your perspective on why you're doing the things you're doing. Pick out some things that are common interests and passions. Everyone has them. Everyone has something they're interested in or passionate about. And start studying it. Become a student. Biggest thing is, is pick, say, five things, six things. Then get disciplined in them choose honestly if someone came to me i would say start 75 hard be the first thing i say 
Start 75 hard. Just do it. Can you explain that for the sake of the audience? Yeah, so 75 hard is from Andy Frisella. Shout out to him and his podcast. He's doing amazing things, absolutely amazing things. I like him. He's a little bit of savage, so if you got really Christian ears, just uh, <laughs> maybe don't go in that direction because he swears a lot, but he's, uh, I love his intensity. Uh, but 75 hard, he created this workout program. He was like 300-something pounds, and he created this 75 days straight. Two workouts a day. One has to be 45 inside. One has to be 45 minute outside. Uh, eating right. One gallon of water. Progress photo every day and 10 pages of reading. That's the first five. And once you pass that, then you go into phase one. And phase one actually starts. So I just finished that process for myself. And this actually changed a lot for me. Because I used to think my words actually had weight. But I realized they didn't. And I realized my word to myself was actually being you know, broken quite a bit. Because I set these goals and I don't hit these goals. And then... I'm failing promises to myself. Mm. And that actually does more harm in the long run. But I would get them to start that challenge. Start discipline. Because if that's five things, all you have to do each day are those five things. After 75 days, you're going to be a completely different person. And all it is is focusing on five new things a day. And one of them is just taking a picture. Some of them is just drinking some water. It's not hard. But I'd say that, and you got to start a direction. And that starts with discipline. So even if you don't know what to do, you can start discipline. Every single person can. Just do something. Yeah, and get Just disciplined at whatever you do. Like, yes. you don't try five new things every single day and never do any of it. Like, do the same things every single day. Become a robot. And once you become a robot, then you're able to unlock more in your mind and actually dive into what you want to do and why you want to do them. Mm. That's what I would say. Mm. Wake up. <laughs> Splash some water in your face and wake up. Yeah. Wake up at the same time every day. Regulating your sleep schedule has transformed my life. Big time. Huge. Big time, bro. Um, Regulating that circadian rhythm so that you... you, like. So this is fascinating. Mm. You can't experience significant positive emotion without Mm. regulating your circadian rhythm. rhythm. What does that mean? It means you'll have a lot of trouble being happy if you don't wake up at the same time every day. I love that. Interesting, hey? Yep, yep, yep. Because that, uh, not serotonergic but dopaminergic system Mm. is tracking your um, relative progress towards uh, achieving a a meaningful end, right? So it's always, Mm. it's always, you're always asking yourself in that dopaminergic part of your brain, am I doing something that's meaningful that's bringing me towards my desired goal? But the problem is your dopaminergic system doesn't work unless doesn't work properly unless that serotonergic system is also engaged and that only works if your circadian rhythm is balanced. In other words, you can't feel satisfied. Mm. You know that feeling when you're like, man, I got a lot done today. This is really good. It's, it's satisfying. Productivity, you go baby. to the gym, right? Yeah. Boost your serotonin. You get a lot done. Boost your serotonin, yeah. right? You're going, to, you're going home at five o'clock and, and you're going to eat dinner and then you're going to rest. And it feels good, man. I feel satisfied. I felt like I, I did a lot today. All of that is dampened hmm. unless you're waking up at the same time every day. Fascinating. So, Thank you for sharing that. So I would, I, I would say, bro, that has changed my life. I, this has saved me from a lot of uh, emotional pain. Hmm. I'm, a person that, I'm a person that if I'm not careful, hmm. I can slip into, into anxiety and depression pretty quickly hmm. because I think a lot. I think a lot. I sit by myself and I think a lot. I'm very introverted and I'm very high in openness. And I'm, I'm actually pretty high in neuroticism. Like I, f- I feel pain. Okay. I feel it, right? Okay. I, 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 I don't know if you're the same, but I, I'm very, um, 
Yeah, so if, if I'm not waking up at the same time every day, and if I'm not working hard that day towards a meaningful goal, mm. I will become very unsatisfied with myself very quickly. Mm. And so one of the reasons why I get up at the, at the same time every day very strictly and why I try to be as disciplined as possible is actually because emotionally I feel a lot better, mm. like a lot better. It's almost like staving off um, something that's creeping towards you, mm. you know? Uh, so that would be my number one piece of advice. If you're, if, if, if you're living every day for impulsive pleasure, and bro, I've totally been there. You're playing video games every day. You're drinking too much, whatever it is. And you're smoking weed like crazy. I would say make a routine. Mm. Mm. You can pick Pay a time. time. You can pick a time when to wake up. It doesn't matter if it's blinking 10 o'clock. Just make it the same time. Mm. Right? Because if you can't keep it, if you say, oh, you know, I, I, I stay up too late playing video games, fine. Make it 9 o'clock. Mm. Go to bed at 2. Fine. doesn't matter. Just do it. Yeah. Cut yeah. yourself off and do it. Right? And then maybe you can move it forward, you know, two months from now. You can move it to 8 o'clock. Maybe after that, you can move it to 7.30 and then 7. Whatever yeah. it is. Right? But just wake up at the same time. Because otherwise, you won't feel that sense of meaningful progress towards a goal that's so necessary, bro. And you, you and I both feel like that because feel that right mm. because we're both those types that need to be working on something that's meaningful yeah definitely you know so i would say bro if you're lost like that lost boys i would say make a routine wake up at the same time every day fix your diet mm. stop eating mm. crap you, mm. you you know what i'm talking about yeah be like, honest you know, like, <laughs> you, like you know what i'm talking about right like we're talking about the pizza we're talking about ice cream all sugar Get rid of all of it. <laughs> Blinkin, yeah, yeah. milkshakes, ice cream, it, all sugar. Get rid of all of it. Stop eating potato chips. Eat meat, greens, some rice every day. That'll change your life. That'll change your mood big completely, time. bro. I think a big thing, too, like you're saying here, is the way you communicate to yourself determines how you feel. Tony Robbins says this. The way you communicate yourself determines how you feel. Yep. Everyone listening to this, everyone should just write this down. It's, on the, it's literally on my home screen, like right now. The way you communicate to yourself determines how you feel. Why do I say that? Is because a lot of people that see this is the two things I wanted to touch on with depression and anxiety and emotions that we feel. Okay, there's trust me, I, I've grown up with it. I understand it. My mom, you know, she suffered from depression. It's a chemical imbalance for some people, a lot of people. It is a chemical imbalance. And I live with someone that had a chemical imbalance with it. And now look at what she's done. She's 50, she's created a company, she's hitting insane numbers, she's got nine trucks on the road, she's completely changed her life by the grace of God, but she worked so hard growing up, you know, working till 8 p.m., she would grind it all day, man, single mom, most respect for her, but I understand it, so I don't want to come off here as I'm a jerk, but watch how you talk to yourself, if you say I'm depressed, if you say I have anxiety, I'm feeling anxious today, I'm feeling depressed today, man, you're going to feel it, I'm feeling down, why are you feeling down, you haven't done anything for yourself. Why are you feeling? It's the same thing you're seeing. Wake up every single day at the same time. If you're starting to feel those negative emotions, you have to do something that's going to drastically change. It's why Tony Robbins says incantations. It's something drastically changing your body and where you're at, your state. What does he say? Put your arms like you're doing Superman pose. Everyone knows Superman pose. Puts it on your waist and put your head up high and hold that position for two minutes. You know what that does? 30% spike in testosterone. Mm. for two minutes that changes your state it's doing stuff like that it's learning you're you're gonna have to want to change if you don't want to be depressed you don't want to be anxious you don't want to feel worthless change your life and it starts every single day 
That's what people don't understand. Mm. That's why I said that prayer thing to you. I told you that last week, right? Each day you're waking up with a purpose and a blessing. Yes. And that prayer, it's start doing that each day. And, and your life will start to drastically change from that. Mm, mm. And the bad days, look at them as character building days. Mm. Stop saying you had a bad day. Hey, people say to me, I had a bad day. No, nah, you had a character building day, buddy. It's okay. I have them too. And I sound, why do I sound more passionate? I want to talk about this with you as well. And I asked this to you. I said, <laughs> am I coming off as too much of a savage? I asked you that last week. And I actually had a great talk about this with Jeremy. And we talked, he told me like an hour. And he sees the change in me, but he sees it in a positive light. But he sees my intensity has risen, uh, risen a lot. And it's been in a, uh, probably a month and a half. A lot from 75 hard and a lot from choosing to suffer. And why I'm saying this is because I'm putting in the work. And why I sound differently than I did then and why I sound like a savage is because I believe in it so much. And I want people to change their life. And I want them to start taking daily steps. But I ain't got time for people to keep complaining about the same issue. Because I've been there. And it took me time. It's taken me so much time. But I never gave up. And I kept putting in work. But I stopped complaining about it. And the more you care and get in tune with yourself and in tune with others, you stop looking internal. The more you suffer, bro, like I said, it changes your whole entire life, man. It really does. And that's why I don't mean to sound today I wanted to say. I don't mean to sound like a savage to people and I'm telling them to shut up and all this kind of stuff. But it's like what I'm saying is I'm passionate and I want their lives to change as well as ours. And with that, it starts with intensity and discipline and getting passionate when you're about, you know, so that's just... Honestly, honestly, man, my heart breaks. But I Mm. I plead with people. Yeah, big time, I plead with young guys that call me on FaceTime. And and they're going and there's it's the same issues. There's mm. they're addicted to porn. They're smoking too much weed. They're drinking too much. They're playing way too much video games. They mm. don't have a job. They they suck at school. Mm. It's just like man, it's the same thing over and over and over. Young men, because they don't know why. Yeah, it's, sa- it's they sad. don't know why they're here, man. And if there's one thing that sets us apart, I would say from one in a million people. Mm. It would be we know exactly why we're here. Mm. And my heart breaks for guys because mm. I know I've been there, bro. Big I know time. I've been there where I, I had no idea what the purpose of life was. And I lived my life for impulsive pleasure, mm. like, a, like a dog just chasing around little bunnies. Like mm. it's just <laughs> getting tired Meaning of it. Yeah. Tired of it, bro. It's just vanity. Like in, in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, right? where the preacher stands up and he says, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. I want to paint a picture for you. So Solomon had this giant palace, right? Just coated in gold. Everything's gold, Mm. right? Cups are gold. Spoons are gold. Tables, gold. Everything. Beautiful. People (laughs) come from all across the world. Blinking Queen of Sheba comes just to see Solomon's grandeur, right? And not only that, but he was the wisest man that ever lived. So people will come, and, 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 and of course, he wrote Proverbs, right? So he's like, everyone's reading this thing, and everyone's listening to him, and everyone wants to hear what Solomon has to say. So not only is he the richest dude in the world, fifth richest person that ever lived, $2 trillion net worth. They calculate that by, by going from the, the salary that he had, which was paid in gold every year. If he times it by 60 years, which is the, you know, the amount of time that he reigned, you get to $2 trillion. Holy cow. It's just nuts. <laughs> okay, so this is one of the richest people that ever lived. Mm. He's sitting in a giant palace made of gold. This is a real person that lived, right? 
everyone from all across the globe is trekking like they're coming to meet the son of God right they're trekking to just come and hear Solomon speak because of his wisdom Mm. not only is he the richest but he's also the most respected not only that but he's got 700 wives that he can do whatever he wants with okay so just guard your imagination for a second all right I don't know what you would do with 700 women but you could get creative okay 700 women and then 300 concubines that he can do whatever he wants. So, so in other <laughs> words, any fantasy that this man ever had, boom. If he saw a girl on the street yeah, that yeah, he liked, yeah. boom. He could have her. Just like that. Okay? Crazy. So I'm just painting a picture of what this man was like. Okay? <laughs> Respected. Feared. Loved. He had everything. Mm. And in Ecclesiastes, he starts listing off all the things that he has. He says, I've got fountains. I've got palaces, I've got servants, I've got land, I've got, and he's just list, 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 right? Mm. And then he says, and I looked at the works that my hands had done. He preaches this. He preaches these words in front of thousands of people in his gold palace, mm. and they've all come to hear him talk. He says, I looked at the words, the, the, the works that my hands had done, and behold, I hated life. Huh. Because everything is meaningless. Amen, man. And I'm just like, man, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have air conditioning, bro. <laughs> he didn't have refrigeration. Mm. They didn't have Wi-Fi. Man, he might have he had 700 wives, but we've got free unlimited pornography all day, every day. He might have had a golden palace, but bro, we've all got our own houses with air conditioning, blinking sofa cushions, <laughs> blinking TVs, internet, Wi-Fi. Our, our places, I'd rather live here than in a gold palace. Mm. We got way more stuff than Solomon ever had. Mm. And Solomon says, man, I, I, I hate life. I hate my life. Mm. It's all vanity. And the word for vanity in Hebrew is hevel, which is smoke. Mm. It's just here, and then it's gone. Well, we are, man. That's it's amazing. But, 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 in Canada here, that's 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 what young men are experiencing. Is we're just a bunch of little Solomon's running around with our seven hundred wives on the internet, and our beautiful palaces that we chill in all day, every day, and people listening to us online. And there are too many young men out there that hate their lives. Because they think deep, 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 deep down, they think the exact same thing. It's just, isn't it meaningless? Mm. And this is like, and, and just to be straight up, like this is what leads people to nihilism and eventually suicide is, is thinking to themselves, what on earth is my purpose here? Because yeah. they got all the pleasure in the world, literally mm. all the pleasure that the world has to offer. More pleasure than Solomon ever experienced. And it's just not satisfying. Mm. But it's direction, bro. It's meaning. This is why I would say to people, man, that the point of your relationship, the point of your business, the point of your life is not to be happy. It's not pleasure. It's meaning, bro. Mm. Search for meaning. Do something that's meaningful. Mm. It's not about happiness, man. Happiness is a byproduct of going after what's meaningful. That's what Viktor Frankl said, guy that spent four years in the internment camps. And uh, it, with the Nazis. Hmm. And he's just like, you don't, you don't seek happiness. You seek purpose. Hmm. Happiness comes as a byproduct of pursuing a meaningful end. It's not a, an end in and of itself. If you aim at happiness, you won't get it. Hmm. 
you got to aim at meaning. You got to aim at what's right. And happiness will come and go as a byproduct. Yeah. But this is what people miss. Big time. And so my biggest advice to somebody out there that's a lost boy right now, that doesn't have a direction, that's living for impulsive pleasure, that has all the pleasure that the world has to offer and still isn't satisfied, I would say it doesn't get better with more pleasure. Mm. Believe me, you got it better than 99% of all of the people throughout history. Mm. That's how much pleasure you experience and comfort. And if you're not satisfied, the problem is not that you don't have enough pleasure. Mm. It's not not enough happiness. That's not it. It's that you don't know what the point of your life is. So you got to find a direction. Mm. And I would say, start searching in God. I, in Acts, right? Paul says to the people uh, at the Areopagus, he says, he says, if you, if you search for God, he will reach out to you. Something to that effect. Hmm. And it's true, man. You know, like, like, like I'm, I'm not here to give you an ABC, you know, one, two, three ways to, to come to God, right? But it's just like, if you, if you actually call out to God from a genuine heart, if you're like, God, I don't know what the purpose of my life is. I'm giving it to you. I, 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 I need help. Mm. he'll help you bro amen you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna, i'm not gonna give you a precise formula for how to do that but what i am saying is if you come to god with a genuine heart he hears you man big time you know what i'm saying exactly what it is bro and why are you the man you are today why am i it's the same thing bro it's we've got our direction with the lord you know the desires that fighting itch to succeed that's all from god man it's none of my own mm. yes i have to put in the work you can't work with a lazy, lazy servant but I'm going to be a servant, so I got to work, you know? And there's been more meaning in my life than ever I could ever imagine, bro, just by having God. Peace, comfort, the fruits of the Spirit, man. Yeah. And you're going to get tested, and you're going to go through trials. But it there isn't – I don't want anyone to get themselves in a place where they feel like there is nothing they can't do. Because, yes, I say – Get up, go after it, and you may be even way far past that point where even walking outside today is hard. Reach out to us. Swallow your pride, swallow your ego. No judgment. Reach out to us, and we would love to help you. Yeah, give us and a FaceTime call. That's exactly it, man. And I just want, with this Lost Place podcast and how it goes on and, and when it keeps going on, I want more people to reach out and just be like, hey, even if you're doing great or even if you're in the middle or if you're having a hard time, that don't matter. Reach out to us. We're not going to look down on you. No. No, because we've been there, bro. Yeah, been exactly, that, bro. man. Yeah. It's like, yo, just hop on with us. Come like we're a family, man. Come like we're friends. That's all it is. You guys are our friends. Join and, and see what can happen in your life when you're like, hey, man, what should I do? Like, hey, dude, you can start this one thing a day, and I guarantee you'll start helping. And if you want an accountability partner, hey, we can be your accountability partners as well. You need that in your life. You need people to be accountable to. And dig into... Honestly, the good word, man, gives you directions. My days aren't the same unless it starts with him, bro. And yeah. if I continue to remain in the mindset of I'm a vessel here today, God, tomorrow, it makes my work, it makes my days more meaningful. Yeah. And like you said, happiness and joy does come from that. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Wow.
Love you, man. Love you too, Stan. That's really good. Well, we had a question for today, but uh, we're running out of time, but that's all right. We'll get to it next week. We're getting to Goggins next week. Yeah, we're talking about Goggins next week. It's going to be good. Suffering, all that kind of fun stuff. Send your questions over to lostboysquestions at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram. We love you guys. And we hope you enjoy the Lost Boys Podcast. Yo.